0: Hi, everyone. Terry Welbrock here, host of the Healing Place podcast. I had one of my previous podcast guests, Catherine Hughes, come to the Lowcountry area in South Carolina, visiting her cousin in Buford, South Carolina, which is about an hour outside of Hilton Head, where I live. And we had a wonderful visit. And While we were sitting and discussing trauma and trauma recovery and solving all the world's problems while looking out across the Port Royal Sound on a beautiful day, she had mentioned that she listens to the show, which I want to thank her for. That's such a beautiful gift. And how she loves that I put out interviews that come at healing and not just from trauma, but healing in general uh, from so many different perspectives. And so it was such a valid point that she brought up. And I just wanted to take this moment before the show to say, I know not everything is going to resonate with every person, but keep listening, keep looking, keep searching, keep finding that which which resonates with you. And not just with this show and these interviews and these conversations, but Be your own advocate, be your own hero by never giving up the search for uh, solutions and resolution for your own healing journey, Uh, because as we heal and then put our stories out there, we help others along theirs. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that point up and uh, thank you for tuning in and inviting others to listen because the show continues to grow and I'm so grateful to all of you for being here. Thanks. Here's the show. Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock, and so excited to have with me today, Laura Formantini, and she is an author, nonprofit photographer, and activist. So welcome, Laura. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. You have a book coming out in January, and we're going to talk about, um, I love on your website, how love and action heals the heart. It's beautiful
1: yeah um <clears throat> well my um <clears throat> excuse me so yeah so it's been a, quite a journey um I, ever since my first trip to i would say africa in kenya um i've become a nonprofit photographer an activist for numerous animal causes i've opened an animal sanctuary and and um So I've really experienced who I am ever since my first trip to Africa. And um, it's been incredible because um, I've seen the most amazing people who have come out of really difficult uh, circumstances um, and they've beaten all odds. Um, And that really makes me believe that
0: there is a hero inside each one of us. Um, I think I that, only I only smiled big because I just released some courses and my 10-day course is titled Be Your Own Hero. So I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and
1: you know, and the hero has many faces. It's just like uh Joseph Campbell, the philosopher, uh said in, you know, um uh, in his works on mythology, and um you know I've met people who have co- overcome tremendous odds to create something beautiful out, out of their own darkness and even during these super challenging times and I believe that if they can do it, so can we so I've worked with founders of children's homes in Africa where we still call orphanages Um, i've worked with communities in malawi and in the southern portion of um, africa also in uh, central america i've worked with founders of animal sanctuaries um activists from all over who have really decided to speak up for what they believe is right and to make the world a safer, kinder place to live. And, and, you know, many of these people have started with very few resources, especially financial, but they have persisted in their goals because they, they firmly believe in love in action. Okay. So I think that putting love into action really stems from the core of who we are, who we are at the core of our being. Um, We can start small and we can start any day, okay? We don't need to open up a sanctuary. We don't need to do anything grandiose. We're talking about kindness. We're talking about being there. We're talking about listening. We're talking about becoming patient saying sorry uh, forgiveness but especially bringing justice to the surface always justice it as in public is a form of love whatever we feel is right and we want to <clears throat> bring to the surface we should do that like are we drawn to animals are we drawn to children do we want to speak up or stand up for a specific cause it doesn't have to be anything grandiose again we can all start small and we can all start exactly where we are
0: and yeah. I call so, that I, I, I call the work like when I started doing it my soul work it was I wasn't getting compensated for it but it was trying to put out hope for healing messages and 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 yeah and doing it with such great love like just saying I'm putting it out there for those who are hurting and those who need it um yeah and it's just I don't know it's so fulfilling for me I sometimes I feel selfish about it because it's so fulfilling on a heart and soul level yeah but you know it's it's about
1: it's about something okay well it's not selfish it's it's something that I would say is helping others, but it's also helping yourself it's because you're part of the equation, okay? So you're not left out of the equation. You're part of the whole
0: right.
1: um, universal thing. And so it's good that you're helping others, but you're also helping yourself. And so it's wonderful. Um, it's, um, <clears throat> I've sponsored more than 40 children through Plan International. Um, it's a wonderful organization uh, based out of Rhode Island, um, with whom I'm authoring a book on the positive impact of uh, child sponsorship. For instance, sponsoring a child is a wonderful way of uh, way of connecting with loving action. And is also a wonderful way for a grieving parent like myself to delve into another child's life and to make it better. So you forge this amazing relationship when you sponsor a child, and it's a relationship that can last, if you want to, a lifetime.
0: Yeah. So you just brought up your your loss. Do you want to talk about your grief journey and the impact that it's had and and in- where you're going with your life?
1: On on one of my African journeys where I was collecting stories of transformation for one of my books, I I received the news that my son Blaze had taken his life. Oh on the other side of the planet. I was in Ethiopia at the time and he was in Colorado. So his name was Blaze and he was an incredibly sweet, generous, ultra sensitive soul, an empath. And I am one too. We had planned to to work together in the nonprofit field. So at fundraise, and um, we would tell stories through the documentaries he would create. And it's sort of like seemed like we had both found our passions and shared the same emotions. Okay. So after I received the call, I will never forget. How an Ethiopian stranger. I was in Ethiopia at the time. I was in rural Ethiopia. The stranger, his name was Is Asefa, okay, and he was a friend of one of my guides. Um, he was one of my tour guides. Asefa decided to be with me after I received the news, and um, he held my hand right away. And he didn't let go until it was time for me to uh, board my plane to go back to the United States and bury my son. Oh, how beautiful. In a few minutes, Assefa asked me in this beautiful Amharic language, which is the official language of Ethiopia, are you okay? Are you okay, sister? So there was like a bond right away between him and I, sort of like a brotherhood, like a sisterhood. And obviously I was distraught thinking about how I would manage on this desperately long trip back because I was in the rural Ethiopia. And then I would have to fly to Addis Ababa, which is the capital of Ethiopia, to Dublin, Ireland, Dublin, Ireland to Boston, oh my God. and from Boston to Denver to bury my son. And I was by myself. And so I was completely distraught. I was like, I'm going, I'm going to go crazy. But his presence immediately became my lifeline. Now, Asafa. Asifa's wife was expecting their third baby. He was doing a matter of days. And the day he met me, obviously, I was shivering. I I was shaking and crying and not knowing what to do. He didn't know how to handle me. And I didn't know how to handle this very super long trip back. He didn't know how to handle the situation with me, but he, he kept holding my hand that day. So I'll never stop thanking Asefa for being with me that day because I would have never made it without him and his precious presence. And when I asked him why he took such good care of me when he didn't even know me, because he was just a friend of my guides. He answered, I didn't do anything special, Laura. It was my human responsibility. And you know what, Terry? That is what motivated me to write 21 Olive Trees, A Mother's Walk Through the Grief of Suicide to Hope and Healing. Because I feel like I feel that I have a human responsibility, just like a seifa, to lift up as many people as possible with the fables and the poems and the stories and the notes in this book. Yeah. These are stories coming from my own real experience of grief. And I'm hoping that these stories will give people something to hold on during their darkness,
0: just like I said, I held my hand. So well, that's the visual I had was that, you know, your book is really going to hold on, hold people's hands like he did. Um, yeah. I have to ask, do you see my light flickering in my office? Have I you, really don't. Have you, have you seen it? Okay. Because it has not stopped flickering since you started talking about this. And
1: Maybe there's something there
0: yes for sure and it's just In I don't my know voice. yeah it's <laughs> you see it like if you look at Jake's like my son's photo like you maybe you can see it flashing but it's it's very interesting I've, I've been sitting here going I hope she is seeing that that my light is not stopped flickering 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 oh. oh I see it now I do yeah, yeah. that's so crazy so oh my gosh Anyway, um, so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that, but I I feel like we are
1: surrounded by light right now. And light is teaching us something that we need to keep, you know, uh, focusing on the light. That's the main thing. Yeah. There's a lot of darkness out there, but, you know, and you know how the media seem like seem to constantly portray darkness and you know the bad stuff going on but truly there are so many amazing wonderful people doing amazing wonderful work in the world behind the scenes and we need to recognize that because there is so much light out
0: there I Um, agree I I just think there's there's more beauty, there's more, yes, light than darkness, but yes. it, we're yeah. inundated with we're inundated with it. I've stopped watching the news years ago. I just and when I scroll through facebook if i I try to skip the negative stuff because i i I feel it as an empath as well, I take that energy on, and so sure. I really try to focus on the the positive, yeah,
1: sure. but you know this journey of grieving has really taught me that. Um, a lot of things. I mean, it's taught me a lot about myself, especially writing this book. It was very difficult uh, because I really, you know, number one, I had to, you know, I started writing this book when COVID started. And so, you know, we were, we couldn't really go anywhere. And so I really had to sit with my emotions and I decided to write. And, but it's really, it's really taught me. That nothing really lasts forever, except I would say our relationship with the universe. Like we 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 don't have to be who we were yesterday, and if we understand that everything in life is impermanent, okay, we can accept not um, not having tomorrow what we have today. And also of having tomorrow while we don't have today. So because of this, it's almost like this exciting opportunity that every challenge creates. We have a choice to love and choose joy instead of despair. I realized that also that this this journey through grief has taught me that it's all about transformation. Everything in nature transforms. And I also realized that he never left at all. He has only transformed and he's acting as my muse to bring healing transformation. Yes. He, was also my, he was also my soulmate. So we lived, so I'm from Europe. We lived together on two different con- continents. We lived in Europe and in America and he was 21 when he passed and that's why I picked the name, the title, 21 Olive Trees, because obviously 21, uh, that was his age. But then I also picked the olive trees because the olive tree is a symbol of wisdom and regeneration and peace. And he was a very wise soul, but extremely empathic. And he told me many times, mom, it's so hard for me to be here. And so he decided to take his life before understanding that empathy is a gift. Empathy okay. can heal. Um, and so my my purpose in writing this book obviously is a dedication to him, but it's also a dedication to the empaths and the highly sensitive out there, sensitives, because empathy is difficult to deal with but once you really s- start to manage it and understand it, you can use it as a powerful tool in this world because the world needs sensitivity, the world needs tenderness. The world the world needs softness and it really does. And so it's my way of saying, Stand up, realize your gifts. If you are an empath, you can do so much. And I I was, I used to be very, 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 I'm still very sensitive, but I used to be so sensitive where I could not work, function in the world I, until I really realized that I had to put up my boundaries and say, this isn't working for me. I'm not letting these people in anymore. The narcissists and the, you know,
0: the people who just wanted to take from me. Yes. Oh gosh, I did the same thing and just removing sure. that toxicity. I I well, one, I didn't know what a healthy boundary was. And then so I figured that out. And then two, yes, when you have that, it's okay to remove that toxicity from your life it doesn't mean you don't still love the person or you don't care for their well-being but it can be from a distance um yes
1: yeah it's okay especially if you realize that you have a sort of like a mission in this world to spread love and joy and lightness and in light and beauty and you know, you cannot let these people take from you anymore. And, you know, they're on their path. We are on our own path. And that's fine. I mean, you realize that they are on their own path, but you don't have to engage anymore so that they they won't take from you anymore because it's easy to take from people who are so giving like we are. Right. (laughs) And so, um, but Blaze was one of those people who were, he was extremely giving and super generous and sensitive. He was also a musician. He was an actor. We did a lot of work in the uh, nonprofit field. And so it was too much for him to deal with a lot of people and he, he just couldn't handle it. And um, so my, my message is, it's very important that sensitivity uh, finally uh, uh, gets some uh, gets acknowledged uh, in the world as a superpower. Yeah, it really is.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh. And to have support for those who are um, yeah, c- connected on energy level and. Sure. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Wow spirit,
1: energy, uh, beauty, and lightness. And um, again, we can acknowledge as sensitive people that these dark energies are around us. We just don't have to engage, engage, right? Just let them be. And we can just stay grounded in our space of, of light and continue our work in the world
0: yes someone had said to me once that if you take darkness and light and put it together the light is always more powerful like the light always illuminates the darkness and not vice versa and so yeah. i just love that visual that you know we just continue to shine our light yeah. um and it will illuminate the darkness. And so well. And the other thing I wanted to say is, you know, thank you so much for sharing your grief journey. You know, my heart hugs yours certainly uh, you. for your loss thank and your grief. But it's just, I think it's such a gift when when we can share share those stories of of pain, and then, you know, the triumph that comes out of the pain.
1: Yeah, it's um. This book again was a very was very challenging, but it taught me a lot about myself as far as uh, what I can do if I focus on positivity. And uh, there were a lot of tears, a lot of tears, because this book brought up a lot of um, suppressed emotions and and the darkness that I had suppressed. But it can, it, it came to the surface, and I'm feeling light now. I'm... Positive that this book will impact a lot of people in a positive way, and um, it's also my message that anything dark can be transformed. So we we it's in our power to not to give into darkness, but focus on the positives and the beauty and the light. There's so much beauty in this world; it's crazy. Most people you don't even. Because we, we're thinking about COVID. We're thinking about, say, wars and this and that. But there's so much beauty in this world, so yeah. much. So if we can focus on that and not engage with the rest, um, that makes the whole difference. And that's, that was my journey with this book. Um, it brought up a lot of pain, but I was able to heal the pain and let it go. And I said to the earth, please take this pain and release it from me. And I feel light. I feel like, wow, it's almost like the birth of another child. So I lost a child, but I give birth to another one.
0: Yes. Beautiful. So I love how you said that about yesterday or about putting it into the earth, because yesterday I told you before we hit record, I've been having these histamine issues and coming up with solutions and it's but it's been quite a journey and yesterday I sat on my front bench and just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and I put a post out last night and said I'm allowing myself to have the emotions and the tears and it's not depression it's just it's natural human emotion and so I love it that you talked about you know it's okay to cry it out it's okay to allow yourself to experience
1: okay we're humans yeah
0: so many times, you know, people think, oh my gosh, tears. I, I had talked to a physician early on when all of this started happening. And I'm not kidding. Her first words were, well, maybe let's get you on some anxiety medication. And I thought, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want to put a, throw a pill on it and, you know, make the symptoms. Like I have, this is part of the it's, process. <laughs> it's so
1: an experience. Right? Yeah.
0: Right. It's right, but the one thing that I wanted to say was so yesterday when I walked after I got my cry out, I went over and I knelt down in the grass and I put my hands down on the grass and I was just like I'm just going to release this into the earth. So I love that you said that because um yeah, that is that's another part of that healing process.
1: Yeah, and um it really is and it's we need to remind ourselves that we are human with a huge range of emotions and it's it's okay you know we're not superhumans. maybe some people think they are but we really go through the same things i feel like we're all in the same boat that we have a lot of money or we have no money uh, that we are beautiful or not beautiful i mean we're really going through the same things the same range of emotions. And um, after living and working in Africa and disadvantaged countries, I've really realized that truly we're all the same. There really isn't much difference uh, because we really need all the same things. And at the base, one one of the things that we really all need is love and connection it's not food yes food and you know the basics for the body yes but to really thrive we need love
0: we need connection it's, yes it's at the core love right. is at the core and i think this pandemic which is why it's really it can be considered a traumatic experience for so many is was that loss of connection and that loss of um yeah of having being supported and feeling alone or isolated. So yeah. But it also teaches us that we're all this,
1: we're all in the same type of experience in the end. Yeah. You know, yes, there is a loss of connection, but you know, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or if you're just struggling to just you know find some basic food we're all really in the same boat especially this I think this this pandemic has really taught us that it doesn't really matter what you have in a material sense we're all really very
0: similar yeah true I had a podcast guest to call it we're all in earth school and I was like oh my gosh I love that because <laughs> It's so resonated. It's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> sure. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. So anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had a chance to discuss yet? Well, I just wanted to, um, to say that uh, grieving,
1: grieving is a very, probably, especially for a mother, it's probably the deepest experience. Uh, deepest human experience, loss is very, very uh, deep. And um, experiencing the loss uh, of a dear loved one transforms what you thought their life was about. And even though their life can never be restored, I think it is in our power to create lasting change in their honor and breathe new life into their transformation. Mm-hmm. So I am uh, so this book is 21 olive trees. I'm uh, planning on planting 21 olive trees in Israel and at, a, at a, this beautiful sanctuary. Um, and I think that even 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 the simple act of planting one tree uh, even one tree, I'm plan- planning on planting a grove of 21 olive trees, but even the simple act of planting one tree can make a difference because it, I think it acts like a positive domino effect where one day a person may sit in the shade of that tree, you know, thanks to you choosing not to give in to your pain. And, yeah. um transforming my pain in this positive way brought me back home quote-unquote in a spiritual sense Uh, I feel more at ease now even if he's not here in the physical I feel him him in spirit Um, and again I think that for a grieving parent a wonderful idea because I've been involved with them is to sponsor a child in a very far away country, and become involved with them and their community. Uh, You can even set up a trip one day. And it's a beautiful way of forging a beautiful relationship with another child, especially if you can't travel and you have lost a child. It's a wonderful way of
0: uh, reconnecting with another child and yourself again. Yes beautiful and I love how you said that it's something along the lines of you know shining a light into under his transition and it, it's just such a beautiful visual of um yeah and wow is that light flashing <laughs> he's saying thanks mom oh <laughs> yeah wow That's really, I mean, just, again, just beautiful. So how do, is the book available for pre-order yet? Or how do people. um... It will be, or it will be ready in uh, probably
1: at the end of October, November. Um, It will be, um, I will post the pre-order information on my website um, as soon as it's ready. And it's, um, it will be available on January 11th, 2022. And, um, my website is, uh, lauraformantini.com, which is L-A-U-R-A-F-O-R-M-E-N-T-I-N-I.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Instagram at author Laura formentini, And, um. Yeah, so I'm excited and I'm working on two other books on positive transformation.
0: Wonderful. Well, yeah, so looking forward to, well, reading the 21, uh, is it 21 Olive Trees? Yeah, it's uh, 21
1: Olive Trees, A Mother's Walk Through the Grief of Suicide to Hope
0: and Healing. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, Thank you so much for being here and joining me on the show. Yeah, beautiful conversation. And Max was such a good boy. He sounded asleep on my lap. That's the first time he's ever done that. You must have like just the soothing energy that's come through because he literally is snoring on
1: my lap. Oh, that's adorable.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, Terry Welbrock again. Just wanted to thank you for listening to the episode today and remind you to visit my website as well as the Academy. terrywellbrock.com for the courses but if you go to my website terrywellbrock.com you can sign up for my monthly hope for healing newsletter which is also jam-packed with information and strategies and blog pieces and guest blog pieces and links to shows um, and just a great space for uh, again healing and hope strategies Thanks for, again, being here and being a part of this healing space. I very much appreciate you. All right. (laughs) Bye-bye.